0: You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And on today's program... Well, we've got much to get to today because, of course, this is August, and that can only mean one thing. Yes, football is right around the corner. Practice starts on Friday, and before we get to everything Mizzou football in this episode, I do want to remind you that there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And this time of year we think about position battles a lot, a lot of individual position battles, that type of deal, but you know what? I want to start looking at the bigger picture of the 2021 offense. When you really start looking at what that team might look like on paper. Look at that, look at those Xs and Os, look at that depth chart. And one question that stands out to me for the Tigers is how are they going to get explosive plays through the passing game in particular? Who is it that's going to take the top off of the defense in 2021? Because if you think about the returning starters, you think about Kiki Chisholm, a guy who really came on at the end of last year, but... Doesn't blow me away with his top-end speed. Doesn't strike me as a massive down-the-field big play guy. I would say same is probably true for Towski Dove. Now, Towski definitely had a long touchdown against LSU, but let's face it, Eli Drinkwitz got him open with a well-executed, well-timed flea flicker call in that play. Certainly, boy, Eli probably ran four or five flea flickers last season. That's one he likes to keep in the bag for sure. But again, those two guys, not huge big play guys. But maybe Mookie Cooper can be that guy. From the slot position, not the tallest guy in the world, but just the top-end speed, he's somebody that as a defense, you've got to keep him in mind. Now, he's also going to be the jet sweep guy. That's another thing to keep in mind. So when he's going in motion a lot, at least this is based on what I saw in spring football, right? I'm making a lot of assumptions here. But based on how Eli Drankwitz ran his offense last season, Jalen Knox was in motion a lot from that slot position, getting a lot of jet sweeps or just the fake, period. Well, here's the thing. If Mookie Cooper is going to be doing that a lot, if I'm a safety on the defense and I see him going in motion – I'm going to start creeping a little bit closer toward the line of scrimmage. Because again, if he's in motion, that means he can't be going deep on a slot fade route or anything like that and taking the top off of the defense. So to me, that's a big concern. Now, Tyler Beatty, hey, if you're smart, use him in a a selective way. Wheel routes out of the backfield. I'm sure he's going to hit a few of those for big plays this coming season, no doubt about it. But when it comes to the actual receivers on the field, I think there's some question marks there. Now, Daniel Parker at tight end, we all know what a great asset he is in the run game as a blocker, but he needs to show a little bit more in the passing game this season, or else maybe. Missouri should run a little bit more four wide receiver sets in this coming year. They have a lot of slot-type receivers like Barrett Bannister, Jay Macklin, among others. Perhaps you put another one of those guys on the field. Maybe Dominic Levet is actually a starter. Maybe he's one of your top four receivers, and you put him in the slot. Or maybe you move him out to the boundary, and maybe Towski Dove can move into the slot. LeVette is a guy again, true freshman from East St. Louis. I think he really is a guy who can potentially take the top off a of defense and a guy who can go up and high point a football. Missouri has talked a lot in this offseason about needing to get more plays, more explosive plays in the passing game out of Connor Bazalack. Well, I think it's just as important that we find receivers who fit that mold as well. Maybe J.J. Hester, a guy who was in the 2020 class, mostly that was a Barry Odom class, right? Well, he got J.J. Hester out of Barry Odom's home state of Oklahoma to come down. The guy struggled with injury last season, didn't barely saw the field at all. Maybe he's a guy who can emerge this fall. We certainly need some explosive plays out of the passing game, without a doubt. And the Missouri athletic director is. Well, for now, it's still Jim Stirk. Not a whole lot of news on that front, other than it has come out that Doug Gillen, currently the Appalachian State Athletic Director, the man who hired Eli Drinkwitz at that school, it has come out that those two aren't particularly close. Now, that's not to say that they have a bad relationship By any stretch of the imagination, but certainly I was saying, hey, if Eli wants this guy, let's go get him. But it doesn't sound like they have the type of relationship where Eli would go out of his way one way or the other for Doug Gillen. So just something to keep in mind there. And on my previous episode, I asked all of you if Missouri had the chance to screw over the University of Kansas ostensibly by not playing them. Should we do that? Is that worth it? Should we screw Kansas or darn it is the rivalry so much fun we should put aside any petty weirdness and just play, play a team that's entertaining and fun for its fans? Well, I got a lot of response to that and a pretty overwhelming winner on whether we should screw or play Kansas. And I'll tell you about that after this quick break. But first, I do want to tell you about one of our longtime sponsors, and that is Build Bar, the best Protein bar on the market, in my humble opinion, certainly the best tasting protein bar on the market. And that's what's really important, right? You want to enjoy yourself when you're indulging in a delicious treat, but guess what? It's not just a treat. You'll be able to load up on protein when you're indulging in this delicious built bar as well, with 17 to 18 grams of protein packed in to each and every delicious built bar. Only four to five grams of sugar in each one, too. So, again, if you're feeling guilty, don't. Enjoy yourself, enjoy life, and enjoy a built bar. And go to built.com right now. And use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I have to say I was surprised by the fairly overwhelming winner in the Kansas scenario, my hypothetical scenario. Seems like about 80% of the people who reached out to me on social media at Locked on Mizzou were very comfortable screwing Kansas over and never playing them again, if it meant actually hurting their athletic program. I thought that was really interesting, to be honest, and as, if you listen to my segment, well, you'll know that ultimately, while I very much understand the instinct to want to jam your thumb in Bill Self's eye and that whole athletic department, I totally get it. Ultimately, I think it's just too entertaining of a game to pass up, especially on the, on the basketball court. Now, if you're going to tell me that the football game, for the most part, hasn't had that much juice with the notable exceptions of 07 and 08, well, okay, that's a fair point. Maybe we should move on from that, despite the great history that is there too, the long history anyway, let's put it that way. But to me, the basketball game, you got to bring that back. But regardless, the the response was really interesting and really telling in a lot of ways. And actually, I think the most interesting response may have been from a fairly recent Mizzou student. Uh, it's Clayton, actually, out in New York City is where he lives now, at least according to his Twitter bio. And Clayton, as a guy who came to Mizzou in 2014, obviously the tail end of a really nice era of Mizzou football there, well, Clayton doesn't give a crap about Kansas, is basically his point. I'll just paraphrase here. He he said it a lot more eloquently than that, but essentially his point is, guess what? If you're from out of state, if you're his age, but in particular if you're from out of state... There's lots of -of out-of-state people who come to Mizzou, especially for the journalism school, and they become just as much lovers of Mizzou, this campus, the Tigers, the football program, as people who've grown up around it their whole lives, like I have. But they also have a totally different perspective, too. They don't have any memories of the Missouri-Kansas games, even from 2012, those great basketball games they probably didn't even care about that. They have zero memory of that whatsoever because they might not even been looking at colleges at that point to be honest with you. And to younger folks like Clayton again, especially ones who came from out of state, didn't grow up around this culture as much, the culture of hating Kansas essentially, that's the main part of the culture I'm focusing on here. Well, it's understandable that they just don't get it. But Clayton, to be honest with you, I think you are going to get it pretty soon. Once these teams hook up on the basketball court these next four seasons, I think it's going to come back. I really do because, man, that, that 2017 exhibition game in Kansas City, I, I mean, it was it's as special of an environment in sports as I've ever been a part of. And again, this is an exhibition game. So, to me, I think it'll come back. I think it's going to work. And to this idea of, oh, Missouri fans should just stop talking about it or whatever, because it's sort of like it looks like you're complaining about your ex girlfriend or whatever. I understand that perspective. I really do. So, believe me, this is not going to suddenly become a Kansas focused show by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what? I'd say. If the goal was to create a sports segment on this show that got my audience passionate and engaged and all that good stuff, well, I'd say mission accomplished with that topic because I got a lot of feedback on social media, a lot of retweets, a lot of listens. So thank you all for that. And hey, if you're new, welcome to the show. It's going to be a fun ride all the way through this Missouri football season and basketball, of course, as well. And speaking of hoops, I do want to talk a little basketball at the end of the break. Jeremiah Tillman and Drew Smith went undrafted in the NBA draft, but they have hooked up with a couple teams for Summer League this coming season. So that's good for them. But first, I do want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, where Missouri is now a 13-point favorite over Central Michigan in the opening game. And you know what? Gosh, once again, under – under 14, I'm, I'm tempted to bet that. I really am. I think if you if you think Missouri is a 8-win team this season, for instance, well, they're probably going to take care of business against Central Michigan. So anything under two touchdowns is tempting. Now, the Chippewas, they're a solid program. I understand all that. Jim McElwain, former Florida coach, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I'm tempted to maybe lay a little bit of uh, dough on Missouri there. But regardless of what you want to bet on, you got to go to betonline.ag because they've got it all covered regardless of what your favorite sport is. And we have you covered here at Locked On Mizzou because when you sign up for your new account, you got to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, unfortunately, Jante Porter was waived by the Memphis Grizzlies this past weekend, and I have a feeling that might be it for Jante's NBA career. I just don't see him getting another shot, to be honest with you. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it all works out for the kid, but that second ACL injury on the same knee within, gosh, about a year apart, it was just devastating. And I just don't think he's ever going to be the same, to be honest with you. I, frankly, the way the game is played now, I don't know if he was ever going to be quick enough to be able to hang defensively just laterally side to side. But you know what? Too bad. I really like John T. Porter as a kid, but maybe he can uh, maybe he can carve himself out a career overseas still. I'd certainly wish him a lot of luck. But speaking of a a couple guys I'm going to wish a lot of luck. Jeremiah Tillman. Signed a summer league deal with the Orlando Magic and also Drew Smith signing with the Miami Heat. Both of those guys, probably a long shot to make the league, though, I don't know, there's a part of me that can squint and imagine a world where Drew Smith could possibly make a roster. He's got some NBA skills. Solid shooter. His shooting needs to be better, though, quite honestly. He's got to be a better three-point shooter than what he showed at Missouri. Solid, but not great. But man... Those one-handed passes that he can whip to the opposite corner, that is an NBA skill. (laughs) That's something he showed very early on. So there are parts of Drew Smith's game that I think could translate to the NBA, but a little bit undersized, not the greatest shooter in the world. Again, a solid shooter, but not great. I think both of those guys have a pretty long shot at actually hanging in the NBA. But both of them should easily be able to carve out themselves a nice, Professional career overseas for sure. Now, as for the NBA draft itself, you might have noticed a lot of the SEC players seem to tumble down the draft board on actual draft night this past Thursday. By the way, if you checked out Locked On's live NBA show, good for you. I thought we did an amazing job there, but that's just me. But really, I was completely stunned, and apparently, so is the rest of the NBA world when the Spurs drafted Josh Primo. 12th overall, because, well, the freshman out of Alabama, he never stood out that much on the court to me. I was never thinking, yep, this guy is definitely their best player. So obviously drafting on pure, pure upside potential there. One guy I liked that fell down the board was Tennessee guard Keon Johnson. He fell down to 21st to the New York Knicks, who later traded him to the Los Angeles Clippers. Johnson, at one point, He's such a good athlete. He was projected to go in the top 10 at one point, so if you can get him 21st overall, to me that's quite a coup uh, for the LA Clippers. And finally, you probably remember Cam Thomas from LSU last season. He put on quite the show in Columbia last year. It was really just a one-man show. Just was hitting really, really tough shots. That guy's a bucket. He can absolutely score, but He's not exactly the greatest passer in the world, and by passer, I mean, I'm not sure that he ever passes. Like This guy makes Jordan Clarkson look like John Stockton in terms of the amount of time he spends setting up the rest of his teammates. But you know what? 27th, back into the first round, going to the Brooklyn Nets, I actually think that's the perfect landing spot for Cam Thomas. Despite whatever limitations he might have as a player, I think if he went... To a bad team, say he went to the Detroit Pistons or, or somebody like that, I think he would have just picked up a bunch of horrible habits, just taken a bunch of terrible shots, had a lot of empty stats. but you know what you send him to the Nets now you can just he can be kind of one of the main guys on a second unit just tell him to go out there and get buckets and with guys like Kevin Durant around a real a veteran a star player, he's not going to put up with any crap from Cam Thomas so it's amazing how, to me, we'll see what happens with his career, obviously, but just the place that you get drafted sometimes can just make all the difference in the world. So with all that being said, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. But you, did you know that betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game? If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.